City of Heroes podcast, episode 18. Rock the vote. (laughs) (laughs) News flash number two, because we did one a few episodes ago. Right. We need a new sound for that because it's just like a real sound. All right. But to get down to it, this post, I just came across something on the forums. And so it's a really surprising announcement. And so we're just jumping in with it. We're going to drop this in real fast. The rest of the episode is already edited. So I'm going to tag this real fast before I upload it and we're yeah. going. So that's why it sounds so crappy. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Lighthouse made an urgent post late tonight. And that is actually a direct paste uh, from an email from Positron. And so I'm just going to read it because I'm not going to try yeah. and summarize this. <laughs> no. Okay. Brace yourself, kittens. Greetings, COH and COV players. It has come to my attention that a multitude of villain players have been complaining about the new power set proliferation. They Mm -hmm. seem to think that we are intentionally shorting them. There has always been a larger roadmap that we are revealing in pieces. However, to head off unnecessary speculation at this point, I have decided to lay out the whole plan. Power set proliferation is the first of a multi-phase plan that is now being accelerated the final phase of which will merge both rogue isles and paragon city into a single cooperative setting with villain and hero players alike able to travel all zones as a necessity of this new era in city of gameplay the current pvp zones will be removed our son is gonna freak i know he lives in pvp with all pvp play taking place either in the existing arena system or in non-penalty street training aka sparring dueling dueling okay yeah like everybody else has dueling all the other games because i know lord of the rings has it yeah you can just be walking around the city and then go hey but no pvp just Well, no arena system. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but not like, arena but system? not like Rick. I mean, what are they going to do with Rickless <laughs> Victory and you know Bloody wow. Bay and all that stuff? Oh, so hurry up and get your badges, folks. <laughs> <clears throat> the reason for this is simple. I'm I'm reading again. In our purchase of the Cryptic Studios intellectual property and opening our independent development op- office in California, it is simply too costly to continue developing, balancing, and supporting separate hero and villain archetypes. Hmm. What happened to all that wedding back, man? I was just thinking, <laughs> but <laughs> we got Vitz because of all the money. What'd you do? <sighs> Once all power sets have proliferated to all archetypes. Hmm. All power sets to all archetypes. We can. I didn't catch that when I read that the first time. We can begin collapsing mission chains, task forces, and trials all together, and eventually combine archetypes to simplify development, i.e. brutes slash tankers and dominators slash controllers, etc. Wow. Wow. I got nothing to say on that one. (laughs) I don't even know what to do with it. We hope that you can all understand the necessity of these steps and that you will enjoy this exciting new direction. <clears throat> exciting, exciting for sure. That's not, you know, spin. No, really. <laughs> we have found that players have enjoyed all of the new cooperative content and the feedback <laughs> and the feedback has been so positive that we are confident that a completely cooperative game world will break new ground that many MMOs will follow. Best regards, Matt Positron Miller. That's- Spin, spin, spin. I have, I just reading the forums, you see so much people, so, I'm sorry, so many people complaining about the co-op content that right, they want like, more. Let's have new villain villains zones, and, not, yeah. So I don't know. 
I don't know, folks. It's a whole new world. Well, what do you think about that, Chooch? I mean, I mean, there's. <laughs> I think. Neener, neener, neener. <laughs> April Fool's. We got you. We had you at least for a few sentences there, guys. Just um, probably not through the whole thing. Maybe some of you through the whole thing, but yeah. <laughs> Happy April Fool's Day from Chooch and Viv. And now back to your regular scheduled <laughs> episode. Spreading the love. <laughs> Welcome to the City of Heroes podcast, a resource for the casual heroes gamer. Your hosts, Chooch and Viv, are here to explain basic and advanced features of COH, as well as give tips and answer your questions about this great MMO. guys have forgiven us by now that you've actually <laughs> continued listening um because yeah. nobody likes to be pranked and some of you got pranked longer than you're going to want to admit <laughs> but um this actually we actually did record the bulk of the um the other new stuff last night but there actually was something that came through today mm-hmm. monday the 31st of march <clears throat> that we did decide to pop down here and record which is what kind of kind of led Chooch in his evil genius ways to come up with this prank idea. He comes home and goes, okay, I got this great idea. <laughs> it's all Chooch, guys. That would be funny. Just like what you guys were saying on the forums, it's true. What? On our little COH podcast forums. He hasn't seen it yet, so he doesn't know. What? I know, right? You're going to have to read it now. <laughs> so here's what came, and this is real, guys. This is for real, real, not for play, play. This came across Lighthouse. I actually did post a link. It's actually there. We're going to have an actual link in the actual <laughs> show notes, so it's mm-hmm. it's legitimate. This is actually called Improved Character Creator. City of Heroes slash Villains development team is constantly looking at ways we can improve the overall gameplay and, quote, quality of life for the users playing in the game. One set of improvements that are included in the next upcoming free expansion, I-12 Midnight Hour, are to use are to the user interface and costume creator used to create new characters or alter existing characters' costumes. Mm-hmm. And then there's a screenshot of what your your creation screen is. And it's, you know, choose one primary power set. And now that it's on the other side it says choose one primary power. But in between those two columns there's mm-hmm. a show detailed info button. See? Oh, okay. I printed it off for Chu. She hasn't seen it yet. Poor thing just got home from work. So you would click on that show detailed info button. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then it continues to say, first, let's look at what's changing in the user interface to create a new character. The improvements are tied to i12's improved implementation of the real numbers feature. In i12, players will be able to view the real numbers behind all of their powers. Mm-hmm. To allow this, an easy-to-use button has been added, which I just mentioned, show detailed info, in the middle of the power selection screen. By clicking this, you gain access to view all the numbers behind the powers in the list as you mouse over it. And so what you see on this second screenshot that they give is on the left side, it says power numbers. Mm. And in the middle, there's a little button that says high details. And on the right side, it says, you know, choose one primary power. And as you mouse over it, you get to see the power numbers. What's more, you can grab, see that slider right there in the picture? Mm -hmm. At the top of the detailed info display and slide it to various levels 
to see how the the power scales up as you level up. In this picture, you can see how Vengeful Slice will function at level 31. Mm -hmm. So as you hover over power on that left-hand pane, it actually shows average damage, Mm -hmm. damage per activation time, damage per cost cycle, Mm -hmm. activation time, recharge time, endurance cost, accuracy with the multiplier. And then specs on exactly what type of power it is in the range and pretty much everything. Yep. Yep. And at the very top, it actually has a little box that you can click. Um, You can see how the power changes against another player target Mm -hmm. by clicking the show PVP effects button. So they've thrown some love in there just for the PVPers. Very nice. With the many additions of costumes over the years to City of Heroes and City of Villains, it can be hard to find all the parts and pieces of various costume sets. For instance, you want to make a jester-themed character using all the various jester-themed, all of the various jester costume items, which mm-hmm. uh, is something I've complained about before. You have to go scanning through all oh, these yeah. different things. Currently, you need to look through all the different categories to find each of the jester items. Now you can simply go to the, quote, Costume Sets user interface and select which set you want from a convenient pull-down list. Oh, wow. So on the Create Your Costume screen, there's a Costume Set thing. You can do hit the drop-down on that. Mm-hmm. And this is what it looks like when you hit that drop-down. Enforcer Heavy, Enforcer Light, Zombie, Reptilian, Lizard. It's got all the breakdowns. As you can see, there are many different sets to choose from on the pull-down, and they make great starting-off points to develop a new character costume. Of course, you can just go with Random Button and hope for something good, too. Now, this is cool. Everyone will have the opportunity to check out these improvements once we enter the closed beta. Everyone. Okay. While you may not be able to log all the way into the closed beta, everyone who configures to connect to the training room test server Mm -hmm. will be able to get to character select and character creation to check out these great new improvements. Okay, that makes sense. So even if you don't get invited to closed beta, you can still Mm -hmm. do this part. You just can't go into into the game. And I don't know if that means that the character won't be created. It'll just stop once you hit the, you know, because that goes immediately into game. Or, you know, just so people can play with it. Yeah, or when you if get that choice for Atlas right. Parker Galaxy on your right. side. So then. it doesn't say exactly yeah. what will happen. Maybe it's just so people can play with it, not necessarily create it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, also it says, we'll be entering closed beta testing in the near future, so stay tuned for that announcement on the City of Heroes website. And, you know, we'll bring it to you as soon as we find out. Mm-hmm. So, cool. isn't that cool? Yeah, we. I just was like, chooch, we got to record a little bit more. <laughs> come home, come home. <laughs> so there you go, folks. And now we continue with your regularly scheduled news. Again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings and welcome to episode 18 of the City of Heroes podcast. This is Chooch. And this is Viv. And we are here with the continuation of the villains discussion with Rich. I know in episode 17 that I played the end of the interview where, like, you know, we, we said, said thanks for coming and we said goodbye and all that, but yeah. That was kind of weird, babe. I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I had wanted to get it out quickly. Should we call Rich and ask him to record goodbyes again? Or are we just going to, no. like, leave it, like, on a cliff? This one's going to have, yeah, just an awkward. Like, yeah. into music. Or maybe I'll just replay the whole goodbye oh, again. And we can all, like, <laughs> lip sync to it. We'll call it deja vu. Glitch in the Matrix. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was on today. 
So, yeah. So, we've got that in store. And, of course, some news. Some news. Biggest news, of course, is this is not a bedcast. Yeah. <laughs> we are out of the bedroom <laughs> and into the burrow. So, it's a burrow yeah. cast. Yeah. Viv's walking again. It's very good. Yeah. Very helpful. Yeah. And uh, everybody's uh, not, well, not everybody, but lots of people are rocking the forums, the new yeah. forums. and. Having fun there, linking some funny pictures and zombie kitties and <laughs> ninja robot ninja dogs. Robot dogs. <laughs> and of course, porn. Yeah, we got our first spam. We had porn links, and I freaked out and was like, "Show me how to delete and ban." <laughs> That's how now we know we're on the map. Yeah, we've like, been spammed with porn. Um, I was so shocked because when I looked at it, it said. You know, most recent post, Troy Hickman. So when I opened it, mm-hmm. I was like, why did Troy link porn into our <laughs> forums? No. And so first I was mad. And then I saw the username was some made up mm-hmm. little fakey thing. And that <laughs> Troy had responded to it. It was a really funny response. <laughs> that I meant to like copy, but I just deleted. It was just like gone. And I'm sure that the response is gone too because the original post is yeah we delete just the whole thread and then banned the username so sorry troy it was funny we and our we had some (laughs) friends over and we laughed at your reply as i was freaking and deleting (laughs) and then every five seconds i was refreshing right is he back did he pose more porn (laughs) (laughs) that was pretty funny and also um uh quickie yesterday Mm -hmm. I was able to go and have lunch with some other podcasters. You did. Unfortunately, Viv wasn't able to go. Stuff going on at the house here. The joys of being a mom and a, you know, <laughs> a homeowner. <laughs> mm-hmm. So fellow podcasters, as well as a few listeners. Mm-hmm. So I finally got to meet Grail Wolf and uh, his wife, Heather. Mm-hmm. That was very cool. I'm so jealous. You had so much fun and met so yeah, many cool people great. that we've been chatting with. And, uh, um, T. Morris. Yeah. Well, I was going to say on the, I don't know if it was a form or email or comments or something. I think I may have given a comment and I think it may have been Nail Bunny. I'm sorry. I don't remember who it was, but somebody mentioned that they started listening to audiobooks. Right. Or audio books. And that the first one they had started with was Playing for Keeps. Mm-hmm. And so at the lunch, actually, Mer Lafferty, the author of Playing for Keeps, was there too. Mm-hmm. So, um, I got a picture with Murr to, to post into the forum. Um, You're such a fanboy. I man forget boy. to do. I got to do that. Yeah. It was cool, though. You met, you got to meet a lot of people we've been talking to and wanting to yeah. meet up with and had a good time. And then two two came but came down with you and, and hung mm-hmm. out with us and stuff. So mm-hmm. we had a fun night. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you said, T. Morris was there who uh, is currently in the middle of his body book of Moravi Remastered. Mm-hmm. Um, he had previously done Moravi. And now with, uh, he realized when he had done one of his other books, the Billabub Battings and the Singing Sword, mm-hmm. uh, how much better his production had gotten. So we yeah. decided to redo Moravi. And I actually got to contribute a scream to Moravi yeah, Remastered. That's right. I was screaming for him. <laughs> you were featured. And so. Uh, so there was a whole, whole lot of people there, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So we have, of course, I actually got the new voice line mm-hmm. that 
we lost. And so it's on the forums. But for those of you that are sitting in your car and you're stuck at a light and you want to program it in because you get these great ideas and you want to call <laughs> in a voicemail to us, the number is 206 333-3206 and we'll say it again at the end of the podcast mm-hmm. so as Chooch said we've got part two of the villain chat coming up after the news and that'll be part two of two and then we'll be going back to our regular feature casts and stuff like that yeah. we do have some tricks up our sleeves for the future that we have <laughs> some interesting little things we've got planned and the bulk of the part two is uh, really a tour of the zones right. city villains mm-hmm so what's the big news that we have this week of course the announcement well we had march 27th we had the amazing discovery in the lab of dr brainstorm which is basically just setting kind of setting the tone for what came out on the 28th which was the power set proliferation mm-hmm. so there's a cute little i'm sorry there's a cool little like article that's done And I'm probably going to just skip all that. It just basically gives a little background story and a couple of longbow reports. But to get to the important stuff, which we all know what that is, and I'm going to read pretty much the the entire announcement of the power set proliferation. Mm -hmm. So we've got Dr. Brainstorm unveils new edition power sets for City of Heroes and City of Villains. NCSoft reveals issue 12 to increase powers for heroes and villains alike. Hello, everyone. I, Dr. Brainstorm, have unlocked the secrets of the universe. In the coming weeks, you'll see a lot of powers used by archetypes who had never had access to them before. And I wanted to give you some forewarning of what you can expect and achieve with this new power set, Proliferation. With all the coming new power sets, I know you are anxious to find out who got what, and that is exactly what I'm here to tell you. I will also go into a little detail of the hows and whys that certain choices were made. Mm-hmm. And as an aside, that's why I'm reading almost the entire thing, because it's not just what are we getting, mm-hmm. because that is, as I'm seeing on the forms, immediately followed with, but but why right. that? That's not fair. That's not that. They're getting this and we're not getting that. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of an, a huge outcry from villains. So I wanted to make sure to give what their thinking was. And then there's even more at the end of this. So mm-hmm. uh, from a development angle, plant control just made sense for controller. I mean, it has the word control right in the title. Sure. Controllers also get access to thermal radiation to keep those spores, trees, and fly traps enveloped in the growing warmth of their own solar powers, as well as being a good thematic match to the current fire control powers they have access to. With these formerly villain-only power sets now in the hands of a heroic archetype, we also find out that the opposite is now true. Brutes get access to battle axes and war maces, weapon-based power sets that they have been asking for. And with I-11's weapon customization, they have all the different implements of destruction at their disposal that tankers do. For their secondary, they get access to super reflexes, which is very good at helping them generate fury while avoiding damage. Now, before I... Right? That sounds pretty cool. Now, before I go on, a lot of brute players have been asking for ice-based powers, and I should point out that in City of Villains beta, there were problems with ice brutes. You see, when ice attacks land, they tend to slow down the attacks of the opponent. For tankers, this is fine, but brutes live and die by their fury bar. The fury bar relies on attacks coming in on you at a steady pace, and so slowing that pace with ice powers is self-defeating. Ice Brutes had problems generating fury, and so they were cut from City of Villains, and sadly won't be returning even in this new proliferation. I think that's pretty good logic on their part. Because as soon as they put that out there, people would say, but 
that, right. you know, they have complaints about it. So I think it was smart not to do that. Now on brighter news, storm summoning was a natural fit for corruptors who want to be masters of the elements. Nothing better than corrupting Mother Nature herself with new evil uses for Gale, <laughs> freezing rain, and a hurricane. With the addition of O2 Boost, we villains now have another avenue of healing available to us as well. To couple with that, corruptors get electrical blast as a primary set for their lightning-based attacks. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to psychic blast blasters. I know a lot of jaws dropped when they saw this was going to be a reality, but psychic damage is one of those all-or-little damage types. It is either highly resisted or not at all. The newish secondary set of mental manipulation gives some moderate control options as well. This will shake up the PvP game for sure, and the developers will be keeping a very close eye on this power set to make sure that it is not overpowered in the hands of blasters. And then there are other archetypes we have not discussed at all before. Tangers will get dark armor and dark melee as primary and secondary power sets. Uh So they have a nice avenue into negative energy damage that was previously unavailable to them. Scrappers get nice matched set as well with Fiery Melee and Fiery Aura, another newish set allowing players to make better themed characters. Stalkers get to share in their brute cousin's love for all things electrical with their own version of Electrical Melee and Electrical Armor. Sorry, Electric Melee and Electric Armor. Assassins Strike and Hide have stealthily made their way into these power sets, giving the Stalkers the tools they need and love. I would be remiss if I didn't discuss Dominators. They get access to Earth Control, which of course keeps them grounded for their new access to electricity manipulation as well. All the villain electrical effects are of course tinted in the evil red that City of Villain players have become familiar with, Mm -hmm. which makes sense. Mm -hmm. Finally, Masterminds get access to the Storm Summoning Secondary Power Set along with Corruptors. Yes, yes, I know. A lot of masterminds were looking forward to the possibility of kinetics as their new choice, but the gods are not that crazy yet. (laughs) They will have to settle for the knockback of a well-placed gale or hurricane instead. Oh, I seem to have forgotten about defenders. They now get access to cold domination and ice blast, allowing them to put ice and glacial shields on their allies, as well as throw ice bolts and freeze rays. I always said it would be a cold day in Paragon City when Defenders got access to cold-based powers, and I guess my prediction came (laughs) true. (laughs) There you have it, the final word on power proliferation. Next week, I will do my best to answer any burning questions you have left about these new power sets. So, another announcement next week with more details, hopefully. And then it's just a breakdown. Blasters, new primary, psychic blast, new secondary, mental manipulation. For Corruptor, new primary... Electrical Blast, New Secondary, Storm Summoning. For Controllers, New Primary, Plant Control, New Secondary, Thermal Radiation. Dominators, New Primary is Earth Control, and New Secondary is Electricity Manipulation. For Defender, New Primary is Cold Domination, and the New Secondary is Ice Blast. For the Mastermind, the New Secondary is Storm Summoning, and we already talked about why there's no primary for them. Mm -hmm. And for the Brute, the two new primaries are Battle Axe and War Mace, and the new secondary is Super Reflexes. For the Stalker, the new primary is Electric Melee, and the new secondary is Electric Armor. For the Tank, new primary is Dark Armor, new secondary is Dark Melee. For the Scrapper, new primary is Fiery Melee, and new secondary is Fiery Aura. So that's a really important announcement Mm -hmm. that came. And then I've got a couple of news things that are thrown in here, so... Some of them I I was holding on to until next week, but by then 
It just won't have anything to do with what's going on. On March 19th, Back Alley Brawler said that um, Pazzi said he would add tokens for the rest of the Talsorian and Ruleru weapons today, so they should be in for I-12, which a lot of people are very excited about. Mm. And then on March 28th, there's a bug in the display name for Dominators getting an Assault Secondary set, why the electric electrical manipulation, so they did fix that bug. On March 28th, Lighthouse replied to a post saying, um, anyone with a red name, what if testing proves a set port didn't work in mass like Ice Brutes and COV Beta? They obviously made it through the internal testing in QA, but in practice it was found they didn't work. If something is found not to work, what's the plan? And Lighthouse's response was, we still have a bit more time in alpha with I-12. Then we have weeks of closed beta followed by more weeks of open beta. There is always time to remove or alter things as per the plan, which, you know, that's the whole mm-hmm. point of it also. Yeah. Um, and then on March 30th, um, Back Alley Brawler replied to a post. The post was, I don't know, Babs, we got crapped on with power set proliferation. Unless the epic ATs are uber powerful, the burden to prove that article wrong is on you guys, not us. And Back Alley Brawler has a very long response. Mm. And I'm going to kind of skim over it. He says, basically, I'm sorry you feel that way, but I assure you we didn't sit down and say, hey, what can we do to screw over the villain players? <laughs> Pazzi really wanted to put over, port over every power set, and we went into I-12 development with that on the schedule. So their intention was to move everything from villains into heroes and mm-hmm. heroes into villains. Um, but in conjunction with the Vites, Shields, and the new various power effects animations required for i12 it ended up just not being feasible looking at the power sets available they figured out which ones wouldn't require new animations or new fx to be ported over and generated a list of those you um, ended up with some ats getting a lot of simple copy paste power sets and some getting only one or none at all then they determined which ones would require only fx work which is relatively quick and which would require new powers new animations and new effects which is relatively not so quick. In a case like this, where we're trying to do a lot of things at once, it's not about what's easy to do, it's about what's quick to do. And this was interesting, I thought. There was also some consideration for certain power sets. The thought of EM scrappers or kinetic masterminds made us very giggly and uneasy. Mm -hmm. So the plan was to hold off on the ones that immediately fired off warning bells until we were sure we'd have plenty of time to address those. Yes, psionic, psionic blasters sound scary as well, but we're planning on a more proactive plan for closed beta and open beta so we can be sure we get the testing data and feedback from you guys for the VETS and the rest of the new power set. Between the small, small sampling of proliferated power sets and the VETS, which are practically 12 new power sets within themselves, there's more than enough balance work for these power guys to handle. The plan is to eventually, and I thought this was key, the plan is still to eventually get everything ported over. Mm-hmm. So for everybody saying, well, I wanted this, it's still going to come. It's just going to take a while. Hmm. He says the only current exception to that is empathy for villains and poison for heroes. Those Hmm. two sets are just conceptually all wrong for a direct crossover. That's not to say we might not change our mind later down the road. 
that's just the current thinking. We've already been discussing ways to modify them so that they would make more sense to port over, but at that point, it's no longer a power set proliferation. They become new power sets. And I thought that was a really important yeah. um, dif- thing to differentiate. On the hero side, you've got empathy. Villains aren't going to have that make sense mm-hmm. on that side. So he goes on to talk about how they may, you know, make rename it, change some of the animations and that sort of thing to make those same buffs from empathy available villain side without it being called empathy because it right. just really doesn't make sense. And then he goes on to say, I really don't think it's as black and white as being presented by a very outraged and vocal group of people here on the forums. I'm seeing a lot of the same names saying the same thing in multiple threads. But I've also read plenty of posts from people who are very excited to have the new power sets. Yes, even villain players. Too much signal to noise right now. One thing it isn't, some kind of calculated and intentional ploy against villains. The idea is ridiculous. Interestingly enough, I can't find any threads over on the EU forums that are similar to the ones here. And those guys would be the ones that heard it firsthand at the Omega Sector Minicon. I also don't know the context the quote was taken from, and I suspect that's a big part of the misunderstanding here. One thing I do know is that there haven't been any official policy shift internally at NCNC. Positron has not declared COV dead. Word hasn't come down from corporate or from Brian saying, nuke it from orbit, it's the only way to be sure. Mm -hmm. We are looking at ways to get the most mileage out of the more expensive things to add to the game, such as zones, new enemy factions, etc. But that's just good business sense. We certainly are aware that a lot of villain players don't want to play sidekick to heroes on a bunch of heroic missions. However, there are some who do. Our SG plays on both sides of the game, and I've spent quite a bit of time teaming up with friends in RWZ. So I'm personally glad to have the opportunity, and hopefully we will continue to do more co-op stuff in the future. I think the idea of some darker, more black ops type of co-op story is an awesome idea. Something where the heroes have to do something that benefits the villains because it's the lesser of two evils. I also love the story of directly competing story arcs or parallel story arcs where both sides are working against each other or trying to accomplish something first. That's likely to be the bulk of our developmental focus moving forward. That's not saying that there will never be any exclusive villain side only content, just that it makes more sense to develop content for both sides. Mm-hmm. On a more positive note, we've already hired a second powers designer and have a third starting on Monday, so I fully expect to see a lot of long overdue overhauls to some of the major global issues related to powers. Hopefully pulling some of the burden off of Castle's shoulders will make him a bit less grumpy on the forms. You guys can be pretty brutal, though, and that is the truth. (laughs) Overall, our staffing up has been going extremely well. We've managed to get people in much sooner than we'd originally planned for, partly because we're just getting very lucky with finding awesome people, partly because the success of the wedding packs brought in additional revenue revenue that allowed us to accelerate our hiring process, and partly because we're just really eager to be moving forward at full steam on our plans for the game. Some of that additional support is already filtering into the game. As mentioned before, the VETS had been pushed back to I-13 because of code issues involved in getting those to work, but because of the new programming hire, we were able to get them done in time for I-12's launch. The new power designer has already begun the process of fixing power descriptions, which is a great way for him to learn how the powers are built up and clear up some old, minor bugs at the same time. We've got a new animator starting Monday, and it's very likely that some of his work will be included in I-12 as well. 
So there's a lot going on. It was a very long post. It's like a page and a half when I printed it out. Mm -hmm. But I thought there were some really interesting things. I mean, there's some things that he says, I think that's a great idea. And then there's other things where he's giving you exact, this is this and Mm -hmm. that is that. And this is what we're planning and this is what we're doing. Yeah. So I know it was long. But, you know, when Back Alley Brawler talks, I listen. (laughs) (laughs) This is good information. And that was all from a post called lol villains indeed thanks for nothing devs (laughs) so you can tell by the title of that thread where that was going and it went on for a really long time and he actually posted at 12 26 a.m which i don't know what time if that's my time or his time i haven't figured out the time thing on the forums but it's late it was either you know late or late right and then there's another thread that he replies to, a call for calm. And someone, he quotes somebody saying, perhaps we're getting too far. I mean, there's been a lot of threads regarding the upcoming expansion. Maybe everyone just needs to take a step back and take a breath. Just maybe. So Back Alley Brawler replies, let's just pause. Put that down. Let's just take a step back. No, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Take a step forward. Now take a step back. Step forward. Back. And then we're cha-cha-chaing. <laughs> <laughs> And after I read some of the awful things that people were saying and all the speculation of bad intentions, Mm -hmm. to read that long post of Back Alley Brawlers and then to have him cha-cha-cha just really made my day. (laughs) (laughs) And um, let's see, another explanation. Someone says, okay, I'm going to be honest and say that I didn't really get the concept of power proliferation as it's being presented the first time I heard it. And just kind of goes on to say that it sounds like it's a marketing ploy. You know, you have to give it a name so that people will be interested in it. So then the response was, I blame Dr. Brainiac, or whatever that quack's name is. Power set proliferation is simply copying the power defs from one AT spreadsheet to another AT spreadsheet. That has involved in making a few new powers, but not any new animations. Electric Melee for Stalkers, for instance, use the same animation as Claws Stalkers. And then in parentheses, yes, no squat push. I know everyone's sad now. (laughs) (laughs) With some new effects. Psy Melee for Blasters got a new power, only new FX work. I don't think that makes sense, but yeah. Electric Blast got recolored FX, much of which already existed from another AT. Things like that. Set names got changed, but for the most part, it's a copy-paste job that opens up a ton of new character possibilities for both sides. That's it. No malice. No trying to strangle the life out of COV or give shinier toys to our favorite kids. No hair in the soup or crappy burgers. We're just trying (laughs) to give you guys less restrictions on making the exact superhero or supervillain that you really want to make. Hmm. And then Lighthouse posted on March 26th, discussion regarding additional character slots. And says that, just to clarify, additional monthly billing is not currently something being considered for optional character slots, which is one of the things that was speculated. We know that people want the additional details, but hopefully you can understand that we want to have all the details ironed out before we present how this will work to you. So once we have things actually working in alpha state, at least is when you can expect to hear the complete details of how these will work. And on another post said that we realize everybody's really anxious to make sure that this is something that's in place when I-12 launches because of all the new options everybody's. It's going to be mm-hmm. like when we got the new power sets right. in I-11, everybody wants to go out and make new characters. So they realize they really do get that and they're just trying to make it work. And then someone actually also, something that I had completely forgotten about, the City of Heroes Vault. 
I was just like, what? Oh, yeah, they were going to make a link. <laughs> they don't go and look everything up. So someone asks about that, and Lighthouse says, it's definitely something coming soon and not shelved. Part of the delay involves the purchase and configuration of additional hardware to support it. The processing of every active and configured to display characters' costume pictures alone is no small task. Hmm. I, either I can't read tonight or people are leaving words out that would have made it make sense. <laughs> but that's what Lighthouse says. The processing of every active and configured to display characters' costume pictures alone is no small task. Does that make sense? And I'm just too addled to... That definitely it. sounds like there's words missing. So okay, basically, right. to make every active character, it's going to be a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like what I grabbed out as what I thought was interesting and important for this week. And so, what do you think? I'm glad to finally know what which ones are coming. Right. Which you know people can start planning out how they want to build. Pretty interesting. I know a lot of people were, you know, had the power they were looking forward to right. coming, and I didn't really have any expectations, so I'm just kind of waiting to see it go oh. on test or whatever and right. play with it. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted plant control, and I'm getting it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm happy. Yeah. So that's the news as of, what, 7 o'clock on Sunday <laughs> night? <laughs> so let's play a promo. Mm-hmm. Yes. And play the rest of the Tour of Villainy. Right, we'll come back into the Tour of Villainy. Hi, Rich. (laughs) (laughs) Did you come to Earth for the music and stay for the science fiction? Join a guided tour of the minds that make science fiction great. Get on our cosmic double-decker tour bus at www.balticonpodcast.org and see all the sites. Coming up on our right, time-shifted for your viewing pleasure, are fascinating interviews with writers, fans, and scientists. Streaming in on our left are author readings, con-going tips, and essays. And at the end of the tour, there's always more of that great music that brought you here in the first place. So, climb aboard, strap in, and hold on to your petty pallops. It's the Balticon Podcast Tour to the ends of space and time. www.balticonpodcast.org If you like, I can cover the uh, the level ranges of the zones. That'd yeah. be great. Sure. Of course, the tutorial zone for City of Villains is uh, is the prison, uh, the, the Zig, uh-huh. which is located in Brickstown in uh-huh. uh, City of Heroes. And uh, and you start off as a uh, convict <laughs> in the in the Zig. And you go around from different contacts within the tutorial and, and essentially break out of jail. Oh. <laughs> so the outbreak is breakout, huh? Yeah, because we... <laughs> exactly, exactly. I think, I think you always had us just go straight to 
one of the contacts. I can't remember their names. Huh? Yeah. So um, the, we, we, we never did the tutorial guide. there. Yeah. Well, the reason for that is, of course, you guys you guys are very familiar with the game already, mm-hmm. and and the tutorial takes anywhere from fifteen minutes to half hour, depending on how much you want to you want to read right. of the of what the contents are, uh, contacts are saying. So since you guys are already familiar with the game, I figure just bypass all that. Yeah. Right. Uh, but it certainly is an interesting tutorial to do at least once just to see how it works. Yeah. And, of course, there is a exploration badge in the tutorial that uh, is not available once you leave the tutorial. Ah, okay. <laughs> Except with the new Ouroboros missions. Gotcha. So you can go back and There's, get that exploration badge then? Yeah, one, one of the early Ouroboros missions for Villain Side is to go back to the Zig and uh, and correct something that's going on wrong that, that would prevent you from escaping. So you're fixing your escape. Gotcha. Oh, that's right. And the, and the badge is there. Hero side people are going back to get their... Uh, yes. Their Come on, honey, you can Isolator do it. Oh, I wanted to Thank see you. how long it would take him. <laughs> <laughs> he saved you, Cheech. <laughs> uh, so, hey, I had a major medical procedure today. you got to cut me some slack. Yeah. Okay, Rich. He had his eyes dilated. He looks like an anime <laughs> yeah, character. It's high. That, he told me that earlier. I took pictures. It looks funny. They're still huge. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's so funny you, stuff. Yeah. He looks really um, uh, interesting. <laughs> He's making this face. So do you want to do you want to cover the um, the level zone context since I interrupted you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyway, after after you leave the tutorial, the last thing you do in the tutorial is uh, is select your beginning contact. And uh, there's two choices. There's Kalinda, which is a, an Arachnos Fortunata, and there's Burke, who is a mercenary. And then once you select that, you're, you're ejected from the tutorial, and you end up in Mercy Island in the area known as Fort Darwin. Okay. Mm. And of course, Mercy is the if you, if you want to call it it's the it's the noob zone, mm-hmm. it's the it's the low level, the beginning zone. Mm-hmm. And to me, Mercy is a level one to five zone. There's content in Mercy to go up to level eight or nine or or, or if you milk it, possibly even ten. But to me, as soon as I hit level five, I'm out of there. I, I leave Mercy. Okay. Gotcha. And more often than not, your very first contact, either Kalinda or Burke, will get you every uh, XP you need to get to level five. And then uh, from there you go to – oh, uh, and, and Mercy is a fun place. It's, uh, it's trashy. It's uh, <laughs> full of ruined buildings. There's a city there. The city is called Mercy. Uh-huh. Uh, Arachnos came in apparently you know, with the, with the, with the storyline – Arachnos came in and built a fortress-like wall around the city of Mercy. Oh, okay. And then everything outside the wall has been left to uh, less desirable groups, and there's a lot of ruined buildings and, and structures and such. Gotcha. So Mercy Mercy Island is a is an interesting zone because there's a lot of different looks to it, and uh, some of the mob types that you might find there that that you won't find in City of Heroes are uh, uh, the Rogue Island Police Force, right? Um, the snakes, longbow. <laughs> there, there's some really low level longbow guys that hang out in Mercy. They they like to hide behind corners, right, right, right. <laughs> and when you run by, you can read their their uh, 
chatter that they're talking smack about you and then they and then they attack you, you know, like, <laughs> like the cowards that they are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the island is full of snakes. Yeah. These uh yeah. these six or seven foot tall uh snakes that have they're they're kind of bipedal. They're, they they have they have arms. They don't have legs. Obviously they're snakes. But they've got a pair of arms. They like to throw knives. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they have swords. And a lot of your early missions deal with uh, dealing with the snake problem. Right. Yeah, that's pretty much all I've done in City of Villains ever. And it's, it just seemed like, yeah, the, they just kept going over snake, and over snake, and over. Snake. <laughs> mission, yeah. Mission, mission. yeah, yeah. And if you, kill, if, you, if you defeat enough snakes, I think the number is 30 or 35, you get the mongoose badge. Right. <laughs> which is always fun. It's usually the first achievement badge you, you earn in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for Mercy, you go to Port Oaks. Port Oaks is the next island, and uh, and content there starts at level five. The low level contacts in Port Oaks are level five contacts, and their missions are they're level five to ten. Mm-hmm. And then there's another contact there which is level ten to fifteen. However, I like to leave Port Oaks at level ten and go onto the next island. Okay. But in Port Oaks, Port Oaks is a is a town. On an island, of course, uh, and the town is is run by the family. Ah, okay. And in City of Heroes, uh, the family is encountered mostly in Independence Port, right? Which is a which is a little bit higher level. Uh, Independence Port is uh, like Talos, so it's like uh, level twenty to twenty five. Mm-hmm. But in City of Villains, the family is in Port Oaks, which is level five to ten. Five to fifteen, really. So the family run Port Oaks. They have uh, an enemy group known as the Mooks. <laughs> uh, basically, the Mooks used to belong to the family, but there was some sort of split with uh, uh, the head of the family uh, died or something, and the faction that became the Mooks didn't like who was replaced, so they split off. and And you'll you'll often find Mooks and family. Battling each other in the streets of Port Oaks. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you'll also find more snakes in Port Oaks. Um, Arachnos are there. Hellions. Uh, the council. You'll find the council there. Uh, and there's also a group there called the Coralax. They're scary. They, they are scary looking. Yeah. They're 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 diminutive. They're hunched over. They're pasty white and. Blue and green. They're like sea and they monsters. come from the water. Yeah, yeah. They're like they're like a, a underwater race, and they're and they all have psionics, which of course everyone knows that uh, there's there's very little defense against psionics in this game. Yeah. <laughs> so Coralax are, are tough groups. I I usually steer clear of them. I think the bosses are worth a badge, but I've never I've never pursued it. So I so I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what the badge is called. <laughs> Interesting. In Port Oaks, there's a very interesting contact, and it's a level 10 to 15 contact. So I usually get the contact. I do one or two of his missions, and then I move on to the next island. Hmm. Um, but the contact is is the radio. <laughs> I remember that you had me. You made sure that I got and did some of those missions. Yeah, because because the radio's first mission is a two part mission. And it gives you a badge. It gives you the uh, plague carrier badge. Right. Um, 
But it's an interesting contact because there's a parking lot behind one of the buildings. And in the parking lot, in the middle of the parking lot, is a car. <laughs> and on the hood of the car is a boombox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's your contact. The, 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 the actual radio, the boombox that sits on the hood of this car, is the contact. Yeah. And uh, and it's and it's fun because to to read to read about the radio to read what he's saying because uh, it's like you're listening to music and then you hear voices yeah. come to the radio that only you can hear of course ah right I was gonna say it kind of sounds like being one of Charlie's angels but I guess that'd be hero side right <laughs> they should get an intercom right. Charlie's devils <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and of course the radio the voices you hear direct you through several missions. But uh, but I, I do the first couple of missions, which gets me the badge. I'm 10th level. I move on to Capa Diabla, which is the next island. Mm-hmm. Capa Diabla is a French island, or, or used to be uh, French. And Capa Diabla, of course, is French for Cape of the Devil. Uh-huh. There's a mountain on Cap, and at the top of the mountain are, are two spikes. They're, they're spikes. They, they kinda, I think they're a natural formation, but but maybe not, and they're curved, and they kind of face each other, hmm. and those are supposed to be the horns of the devil. Gotcha. And, uh, and the rest of the island, of course, that's, the horns are up on the mountaintop, so the rest of the island is the cape of the devil, and, and that's where the name Capa Diabla comes from. Oh, cool. And uh, Capa Diabla is level 10 to 20. Uh, there, there are contacts there. The low-level contacts start at level 10, and they're 10 to 15, and then there's a second group of contacts that you get generally from 15 to 20. Okay. The, uh, there's some unique mobs associated with Capa Diabla that you won't find again, that you won't find in, in City of Heroes. And some of them, are, to me, are very interesting. There's, there's a group called the Gold Brickers. Oh. Oh, I remember that. And I the, remember seeing the costume yeah. during Halloween. <laughs> they're very distinct. Yes, yes, and they're yes. pretty tough too. They are tough because they use sonic weapons. Yeah, uh. and of course, sonic hits your 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 uh, damage resistance. Mm-hmm. So once they start hitting you with damage resistance, uh, it's your your hit your hit points start leaving you pretty quickly. So you got to be careful. Yeah, but the gold brickers are are sort of a thieves guild. Uh, you can find them peeking in the windows. You can find them up on the second stories of buildings trying to break in. They're, if, if you, when you pass by them, they're always talking about uh, breaking into buildings to steal things. They're, they're a thieves' guild. Mm-hmm. Their leader that you never see in the game is uh, a guy named Midas or, or King Midas. Oh, okay. However, there is a higher level story arc uh, in Granville, which is the highest highest level zone, which reveals some interesting information about Midas. Uh, but, but again, you never see Midas in the game. Other interesting mobs in, the, in Cap are uh, Ludites. Oh, yeah. Ludites are a bunch of religious nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were founded by uh, this guy named Henri. He's French. Uh, years, like, centuries ago, in the, in the 17th century, when, when the whole place was run by pirates. Um, and this guy Henri shows up, and he he's a crusader, and and starts this whole uh, religious cult, which has become the Ludites. And the Ludites are are anti-technology. 
Uh, oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> to them, technology is evil, and uh, anybody associated with technology, or, or really anybody that's not a Luddite, gets attacked. Okay. So they're interesting. Also in Cap are these energy beings that are called gremlins. Oh, I didn't see those. And gremlins are they're little pink or, or uh, pinkish reddish uh, electrical energy beings, and uh, they're worth a badge, I think, for a hundred. And and if you if you defeat a hundred or if a hundred are defeated, it spawns a giant monster known as Death Surge. Ah. And Cap is the first zone that you encounter any. Giant monsters in City of Villains. Oh wow! And Death Surge is like a gremlin, but much bigger. And of course, it's a giant monster. So, so only one or two hits from Death Surge will will uh, <laughs> take you down quickly. So that's a lot of fun. So you is it like City of Heroes side where villains partner up and take him down for the badge? Yes, yes. Cool. And the badge for Death Surge is surging. Cool. Yeah. And so I don't know if it's a flaw in the game or if it's meant to be, but uh, oftentimes you can run around cap and there will be three or four death surges spawned at once. Wow. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there, there's an area of cap where uh, you really have to be careful running around corners because any number of death surges might be around the corner. Wow. Kind of like Luska and Independence Port. We've seen as many as three, but of course. Yeah, but. They're easy to see way off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, much easier to see. And, and uh, that's been fixed, so there's only one Luska ah, okay. at a time. So, it, well, I don't know. I don't know if Death Surge is supposed to be multiples or, or if it's something that they need to fix. I have no idea. <laughs> the city of Capo Diablo is very clean compared to Mercy and Port Oaks. It's, uh, it's in the center of the island. It's elevated, and it's it's very clean. The leader or the the, the governor of Cap is uh, Doctor Eon, oh. who is uh, one of Lord Recluse's lackeys, although not one of the big four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, although I think that should be changed. We've run into him I think, before. <laughs> I think Doctor Eon should be uh, should become a fifth major lackey. Yeah, but Doctor Eon rules Cap Diablo. And there are several. Uh, well, there's a, there's a couple story arcs that deal with with what Doctor Eon is doing in the city and whatnot, which are all fun. But you don't really see Doctor Eon anywhere until you get to uh, Granville again. Uh-huh. Uh, Cap tops out, like I said, at level twenty, and then you move on to the next island, which is Sharkhead Island. Okay. And Shark. Arkhead goes back to uh, like Port Oaks and Mercy. It's it's a dirty, it's a filthy place. It's an industrial island. There's a huge pit in one area where uh, there's mining going on by these guys called scrapyarders. Uh, scrapyarders take their name from a giant monster in the zone known as the Ghost of Scrapyard. Oh, okay. Scrapyard, when he was alive, was a hero, and he came to Sharkhead. Of course, this is all you know, background story stuff. Uh-huh. Scrapyard came to Sharkhead because because the the people there, the the workers, the miners, were being uh, uh, really uh, abused and overworked and whatnot. And Scrapyard showed up to to defend them and be their hero and whatnot. Uh-huh. And uh, and that upset 
Captain Mako. Captain Mako being one of Lord Recluse's four major lackeys. Right. And uh, Captain Mako, who was, who was given governor, governorship of the island from uh, Lord Recluse, didn't like Scrapyard, so he killed him. It wasn't like uh, like defeat, and you and you go to the hospital. <laughs> uh, Captain Mako killed Scrapyard, and now the ghost of Scrapyard walks the island. and uh, and, and, he's, and he's actually a pretty pretty cool giant monster, if not a little bitter. Yes, yes, <laughs> and 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 the the miners, of course, took his name. They're all called Scrapyarders. And the ghost of Scrapyard, he's up and running around often. I think he probably spawns on uh, on how many Scrapyarders are defeated. And, and a lot of the missions require uh, villains to defeat Scrapyarders. So, mm-hmm. so the ghost of Scrapyard is, is up often. He's, he's spawned and moving around often. Hmm. Um, he's pretty cool because he spawns at his gravesite. Okay. And as soon as he spawns, a whole contingent of scrapyarders spawn around him, uh-huh. and we're talking we're talking fifty to seventy five scrapyarders. And and the ghost of scrapyard will start moving around from area to area, neighborhood to neighborhood in the zone. And everywhere he goes, more and more scrapyarders are collected into his into his group. So if you wait too long to fight uh, the ghost of scrapyard. You have to also deal with, uh, you know, fifty to a hundred scrapyarders wow. that are walking around with him, and and that's that's fun if you're high enough level, of course. <laughs> uh, the ghost of scrapyard himself is worth a badge, which is the hammer down badge, mm-hmm. and the if you take out enough of the scrapyarders that are in his group, they're worth a badge called the hammerhead badge. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a neat storyline, uh, though. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pre- and uh, there's one story arc in the zone in which you have to confront Scrapyard's wife. Oh, snap. Who is, who is a hero in her own right, and her name is the Iron Widow. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. You actually, you confront her in a mission, and, and uh, you don't actually fight her. You, uh, uh, you abduct her. Aw, because she <laughs> hasn't been through enough. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Sharkhead is a uh, zone that's level twenty to twenty-five. Okay. So you're not there for a long time. Uh, you you could you could be there. There's contacts there that are twenty-five to thirty, but uh, for me, twenty-five is my limit for Sharkhead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, once once I hit twenty-five. I feel it's it's time to move on to the next zone, which is the Nerva Archipelago. Mm-hmm. And I'm Nerva, you, I'm glad to hear you ahead. say it because I know I can't pronounce that Archipelago word. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you can pronounce it Archipelago or Archipelago or uh, Avocado, whatever. You <laughs> avocado like. that works for me. Nerva Avocado, Nerva got it. Avocado, yes. yes. I'm down with that. And, and being an archipelago, it is a series of s- small islands within the zone, and and all and they're all connected by bridges. Uh, there's a couple of islands in the fringes of the zone that aren't connected by by bridges. Of course, they're the they're the high level areas of the zone. I like to think of Nerva as part two, or or, or rather the sequel 
of Sharkhead. So to me, Sharkhead and Nerva go hand in hand mm-hmm. level wise. Sharkhead's twenty to twenty five, Nerva's twenty five to thirty, but there are a lot of contacts in both zones that overlap some level wise. Okay. So you could be in Nerva doing level twenty five to thirty contacts and go and still go back to Sharkhead to do some of those twenty five to thirty contacts. Gotcha. And Nerva also has level 30 to 35 contacts. So that overlaps with the next zone a little bit. In Nerva, you fight a lot of Longbow. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you don't have the badge for defeating Longbow by the time you hit Nerva, you will shortly thereafter. <laughs> There's even an, a, a contact in Nerva, an unlockable contact. Who uh, who doesn't want to talk to you until you get the badge for defeating Longbow, hmm. Hmm. Uh, which of course is villain, the villain badge. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, if you defeat a thousand Longbow, they call you a villain. Oof. Finally, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, finally you get recognition. Oh. Nerva, Nerva is a fun zone for me. There's uh, there's a lot of different things to see. There's an island that's a longbow stronghold. There's uh, there's an island to the north, in the in the far north, that's nothing but circle of thorns. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we're talking high level circle of thorns. They're like they're like uh, thirty eight to forty two. Uh, <laughs> there's a there's an island that has uh, some old ziggurat styled pyramids on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is also overrun by Circle of Thorns. The same island has a bunch of Cray on it, so you can get the the badge for Cray power suits and whatnot. Hmm. There's one island that has the headquarters for Cray on it. So there's a so it's, there, there's a like a skyscraper on it, and it's uh, it's the it's the actual headquarters for Cray. <laughs> wow. Um, and behind that building. Is a zoo. Oh, I remember uh, that. With no, with no door, you have to be able to fly or super leap or get teleported over the walls to uh, to to check out the zoo. <laughs> and it's full of there's cages with uh, uh, devouring earth mm-hmm. in it and Ricky and all sorts of cool stuff in there. Uh, none of which you can interact with. Right. I remember that uh, one time you brought me in there and you just teleported my little baby tune all over the different zones and you actually teleported me up to that zoo so I could check it out. That was really cool. Yeah, I was giving you the uh, the tour of the Rogue Isles, getting you all the exploration badges. Yeah. And uh, and I wanted to show you the zoo. Um, and, and it's neat to look at, but really there's nothing to interact with. Mm-hmm. There's a few Cray guys running around the zoo to fight, but uh, it's just like fighting Cray. Mm-hmm. There's one island where the governor of Nerva is, and it's like a, it's like the the governor the the, the uh, gubernatorial mansion is there with all these pillars and and big statues and mm-hmm. and and the Rogue Isles, by the way, is not full of all these giant statues like you see in City of Heroes. Oh yeah, uh, except in Nerva. Uh, Nerva has the big statues going on. There's one central island that has four giant statues in, in different action poses. There's a couple of statues by the gubernatorial mansion. Some islands in Nerva are clean. Some islands are wrecked. 
Mm. One of the islands is, is run by the, the family. And like I said, to me, Nerva is 25 to 30 level range. Mm-hmm. But there's certainly content there from 30 to 35. Uh, the next island that you go to is St. Marshall. And St. Marshall is level 30 to 40. Okay. So it's one of these zones that you hang out in uh, for a long time. All right. And uh, it's, it's a really cool-looking island. It's, it's Las Vegas. <laughs> there's, uh, there's casinos there that uh, when, when the sun goes down, they're all lit up in neon. Huh. Uh, it's beautiful. The downtown St. Marshall area is beautiful at night. It's impressive in the daytime, but beautiful at night. There's a pyramid there. Just a, a just a unbelievably huge golden pyramid there, and it's, and it's called the Golden Giza. Oh, I remember that too. Yes, there's a, there's a couple of badges associated with that area, including one called Camel Snot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's always a fun one. <laughs> Inside the Giza, the Golden Giza, you'll find a contact who is. The uh, City of Villains, City of Heroes version of Frank Sinatra. (laughs) And uh, his name is Johnny Sonata. Mm -hmm. And uh, Johnny has uh, come by his fame in a a very uh, atypically or or typically villainous way. Johnny sold his soul for his uh, singing voice. Uh, and uh, and and if you do the Johnny Sonata storyline, you'll you'll help him get his soul back. Aw, that nice. Yeah, it's very nice. <laughs> um, of course, he's a elite boss. That's uh, very tough. Uh, Being a singer, he's all sonic, and uh, he's 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 extremely tough to solo. I'll bet. The freak show are all over St. Marshall, along with uh, Devouring Earth. Uh, the the Sioux make their home in St. Marshall. A higher level family can be found in St. Marshall. Mm-hmm. There are a group of demons in St. Marshall. They're called Whalers. They, uh, you can find them a lot on the tops of buildings, on the corners, and they're crouched down and they're like uh, gargoyles. Cool. And and uh, and they, they they look a lot like gargoyles, but of course they're they're alive, and they're demons, and they're called whalers because of their sonic attacks. Hmm. Okay, I was gonna say it sounds like Bob Marley and the Whalers, <laughs> different kind of whale. right. Bust out the right. reggae. <laughs> <laughs> Consider this promo a controlled substance. Only one drug can bring the visceral and the sublime together in a single trip. Where the best and the worst of the human drive boils down into a techno-art concoction that's half street-level heaven and half the fiery beauty of hell. From Matt Wallace, Parsec award-winning author of The Failed Cities Monologues, this is... The next fix. Kick back to the strains of Earth's last top 40 as the final human DJ sends a shout out over the last frequency. Step into the hard boiled beauty of the Losting Corridor, where that which once escaped a man is met again. Tool up with a lone cop who polices the terrifying carrion underground of the future as you seek 
beyond the flesh. Experience one of the most unique and captivating imaginations in fiction today. Collected for the first time anywhere in print and featuring 12 original stories and one full-length novella, The Next Fix by Matt Wallace. Hi, this is Mer Lafferty from I Should Be Writing and Playing for Keeps and a bunch of other stuff. But I just wanted to say that Matt Wallace is big like Bear. He is smart like Bear. And he writes like Bear. Scary stories that roar at you and make you look for the closest tree to climb. Maybe if you roll over and play dead, the next fix won't bite. Maybe. Matt Wallace serves up two-fisted literary action. If, of course, your fists are half-cybernetic, the size of ham hocks, and covered in broken glass. Hey, everybody. J.C. Hutchins, author of the Seventh Son podcast novel trilogy here. Matt Wallace is the boogeyman in your closet. He's the monster under your bed. He's the shadow that slides along the walls. Matt Wallace's writing is so compelling and so terrifying that you'll keep turning the pages, addicted to his work, questing for the next fix. Pre-order your copy today in limited edition hardcover from ApexBookCompany.com and have it personally inscribed by the author himself. Are you ready for the next fix? St. Marshall. There's there's a sizable Arachnos contingent in St. Marshall. If you take the ferry to St. Marshall, you end up you get off the ferry in inside an Arachnos base. Hmm. Which is dangerous because Arachnos are all uh, aggressive mobs. So just just going to St. Marshall, you're in for uh, a, a ride. Hmm. There are several cool contacts in St. Marshall. Johnny Sonata being one of the most unique ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very fun. There's a, just like there's a, a radio contact in Port Oaks, in St. Marshall, there's a slot machine <laughs> contact. Oh, cool. Wasn't there a TV yes. also? Wasn't there a contact that was a TV in one of the zones? Uh, the television is in Granville. Granville. Which is, which is uh, in my overview, the, the next and final oh, zone. Oh, a little foreshadowing there. <laughs> You're jumping ahead. I do. I tend to do that. Sorry. <laughs> you you stalk to the end of the mission. Well, <laughs> um, the slot machine is an interesting contact. It's 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 one of those that are unlockable. You have to defeat uh, a number of family bosses and get the badge for that before the slot machine will talk to you. And so far, I haven't done any slot machine missions because by the time I get the badge for family bosses, I've outleveled the slot machine. Oh. Uh, yeah, which is unfortunate for me, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I really have to uh, buckle down so- sooner or later and and have a character where I get the bo- uh, get the badge for family bosses, so I can do the slot machine missions and and see if they're See what they're like. I have no idea. That's a neat concept, um, though, is you having to unlock the contact. Is there? I'm trying to think if there's yes. anything like that on City of Heroes side, other than the natural story arc progression from like 
you know, Gordon Stacy to Kelly Nimmers to Buck Salinger, kind of unlocking them that yeah, way. The right. closest I can think of is like the the level thirty five uh, stores, stores yeah. but that's not for. Hmm. Interesting. Well, there's there's the one contact. Uh, what is his name? Burkholder. Oh, that where you, where you, the only way to unlock him is to do the previous storylines. But that's that's just like you're saying with with the Croatoa contacts, right. for instance, where you just where you just get them in a in a in a progression of of contacts. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, yeah, there one... there are several. Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. There are several contacts in the Rogue Isles and City Villains that are like that, where you have to have a certain badge uh, to unlock them. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, Saint, that's for St. Marshall. St. Marshall's 30 to 40. And then the final zone in City of Villains is Granville. Mm-hmm. And that's, of course, 40 to 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Granville, you fight or, or run from Arachnos a lot. <laughs> because the zone... I think I, th- I would say 75% of the mobs that run around Granville are level 45 plus. Wow. So when you're there at 40, which you should be there at 40, mm-hmm. you're really having to be careful and, and run or fly or super leap uh, your way around and, and try to stay away from the Arachnos mobs. Gotcha. And, uh, and there are other mobs there, of course, too. There's There's... Uh, Cray, there's a sizable number of Cray there. I think they're, I think storyline wise, they're, they're they're trying to work a deal with Arachnos. Um, so there's a number of Cray there. There's uh, Nemesis. You can find Nemesis in a couple of places. Knives of Artemis are there. Oh yeah. Which uh, in in City of Heroes, you you first. <laughs> Encounter them in uh, Founders Falls with the too. contact Indigo, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then uh, in Peregrine Island, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but Knives of Artemis are fun; mm-hmm. they uh, they have plus perception. Mm-hmm. So, so if you're even if you're a stalker with with no other additional stealth qualities, the Knives of Artemis will see you. Yeah, and they're mean. Yeah. They take a bite, yes. <laughs> They're like hot chicks that are mean. <laughs> Which is out of the ordinary. Right, right. <laughs> what else? Uh, Granville, of course, You, you, when you hit level uh, 41, in level, level 41 in City of Heroes, you open up your epic pool. Mm-hmm. In City of Villains, it's a little different. In City of Villains... It's not free. To open up your epic pool, you have to go to one of the four uh, major lackeys of Lord Recluse. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they are Ghost Widow, Captain Mako, Sirocco, and Black Scorpion. There's a, a, a rather large building in the center of the island, the center of the, the city. And you go in there, and there are four giant statues of these people and at the base of the statues are plaques you read the plaques and the plaques tell you all about the the patron power pools uh-huh. um and then uh having having read all that and knowing what you want you then select the patron that you want to uh work for or, or uh, do their missions 
And after you do their first story arc, you unlock the, the patron power pool. Wow. So the, so the best thing to do is as soon as you get to Granville at level 40, go read the plaques, select your patron, and knock out their story arc before you hit level 41. Mm. Because at level 41, of course, is, the, is your first opportunity to select any of their powers. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have their story arc done, you can't select them. And then you got to huh. wait to do it. That's cool. Yeah. And and to me, they're very cool. Uh, they're, they're, obviously, it's not as flexible as some of the epic power pools in uh, Heroes. But I think it's it's cool in that you're part of the the story of Arachnos and, mm-hmm. and you're part of the uh this this particular villain's uh goals and motivations and and story arcs. Right. Yeah. Thus far, of course, uh, as you mentioned earlier, I have two level fifty villains. One my first one was a stalker and I chose Ghost Widow for the patron. Mm-hmm. And my second one um uh, Beatdown, uh, who who you mentioned on uh, an earlier podcast, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> as, as winning the uh, the Rogue Isles uh, uh, beauty pageant, Mister mm-hmm. <laughs> Rogue Isles, <laughs> Mister Rogue Isles victory server, right? Uh, Beatdown chose Sirocco as his patron. Okay. Um, so you get a, all the cool electricity powers. With my stalker, I chose three of the patron, uh, three of the four patron pool powers. Mm-hmm. But with beatdown, I only chose. I only ended up getting one of them. Oh, okay. The patron powers are cool because the the higher level one is uh, is a pet. Oh, cool. So everybody can get so, a pet. So everyone can have a pet, and, and of course, it's a it's a, a dumb pet. Mm. Um, you can't control it. You 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 conjure it. You know, you you uh, right. click the button to conjure the pet, and the pet fights. Uh, Sometimes the pet goes crazy and runs off somewhere else. <laughs> but it's not something you can control, like yeah. like like mastermind pets. It's kind of like a shivan. Yes. So with the yes. um, patron powers, can you respec those the way that you can epic powers on hero side? Or are you once you choose a patron, is that locked? And then you can probably respec the powers, but not the patron. Correct. Once you choose your patron, it's locked. Okay. And 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 you have plenty of warning. One of the first contacts there explains that to you in in big bold words. I think I think in his text they might even be a different color. I'm not I'm not sure offhand. Mm-hmm. But he warns you that once you pick your patron, that's it. You can, you can never you can never respect to another patron. Hmm. Wow. You can you can of course respect the powers, but uh, but you can never pick another patron. Gotcha. So so choose wisely. Right. <laughs> Do your research. Do your research, read the plaques, know what you want. Uh, even if you don't want any of them, it's a good idea to pick a patron because later on down the road you might want to uh, have those powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else about Granville? Granville is a very like like a lot of the Rogue Isles. Granville is a dirty place. Mm-hmm. There's there's a central elevated area, sort of like in, sort of like in Cap. Um, and the whole place looks like an Arachnos fortress. Uh-huh. Of course it should because it's the seat of 
Lord Recluse's power. Hmm. Gotcha. But uh, but there are there are sections down below that are you know ruined buildings and trash and and uh, homeless people and and arachnoids. Arachnoids are large bipedal creatures with multiple arms. Hmm. Um, I th- I think in the storyline that Lord Recluse or or Arachnos started tinkering with with things and they created the arachnoids and they they made a mistake because the arachnoids are not controllable like they can't control the arachnoids hmm. um so so now granville is plagued with this huge amount of arachnoids and arachnos are always mixing it up with arachnoids hmm. a lot of the lower level story arcs in granville deal with the arachnoid problem Okay. There, there are some cool contacts in Granville. There's this one contact. Um, let me see what his name is offhand here. Weston Phipps. Uh-huh. Contact's name is Weston Phipps. He runs a halfway house. <laughs> and, uh, and on the outside, he's doing good. But, of course, he's a contact for a villain. So he has, he has you do these clandestine secret agenda missions for him <laughs> that that really uh belie his his true motivations one of the things he does is uh he has you go destroy books at the library and stuff like that <laughs> oh wow uh yes well there there's a in the in in that particular story arc there's a woman who is trying a a, a school teacher who is trying to educate freak show mm. <laughs> And Weston Phipps doesn't like this, so he sends you to do several things like destroy books. He sends you to kidnap the school teacher. He sends you to defeat the freak show boss that's uh, promoting this among his among freak show. Cool stuff. Wow. There's a uh, you know how we all love timed missions. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And uh, and and most timed missions, they re- the game really gives you plenty of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've done timed missions where I've done it uh, twice, the, the entire mission twice, in the allotted amount of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's a contact in Granville. He's a level forty-five to fifty contact, efficiency expert Pither, mm. and Pither is. He's he's some he's I don't know if he's a lawyer or if he's some sort of executive that works for Lord Recluse or what, but Pither gives you a series of timed missions, and they're all fifteen minutes to thirty minutes. Yes, and some of them are a defeat all. You know, there's a, the, oh, a defeat man. all that you have to do in thirty minutes, and it's a it's a really neat story arc. And if you can do all of his missions within the time limits, you get a badge. You get the efficiency expert badge. <laughs> nice. But it's but it's definitely a, a contact that I think everyone should do simply because uh, it's a it's a fun story arc. You're you're under the gun, mm-hmm. uh, and there and there's a prize at the end. You know, a badge. That's cool. Uh-huh. And it's probably relatable for a lot of people having efficiency experts in their workplace cracking the whip. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There is among these many contacts in Granville, 
there is an another unlockable contact who is a Rickty ambassador. Hmm. And he is ambassador correct. <laughs> yes, that is correct. <laughs> I thought that's what you said. <laughs> yes, I, I correct. I said correct. <laughs> ambassador correct. And he's a fun contact. You do a lot of Rickty fighting missions because he leads he leads a group of uh, they're they're kind of they're they're rogue Rickty. Mm-hmm. They're uh, they're Rickty who don't want to take over the world. Ah, they're wow. Rickty who who don't want to uh, kill all the humans. Well, they must be destroyed then. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> and this ambassador leads these uh, these good Rickty, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, how good can he be? He he's in Granville. He's a villain contact. Right. Right. Oh, uh, Viv, you you mentioned the television. Contact a little earlier. Uh-huh. Television is found in Granville. He's a level forty-five to fifty contact, mm-hmm. and he is the arch enemy of the radio. <laughs> uh-huh. After all, video killed the radio star. Of course. <laughs> and and television television has a as a fun story arc uh, in which you have to fight. And defeat radio. Oh, uh, it's it's very it's very cool. And uh, does it have does when uh, you defeat radio? Does it have attacks, or does it just sit there and you shoot at it and take out its batteries, or what? It has sonic attacks. It has very oh. powerful sonic attacks. Cool. It is uh, if you're if you're by yourself or with one or two people on your team, it's an elite boss. Hmm. If you're with a a, a full team or, or higher level difficulty, radio becomes an arch villain. Wow. <laughs> He's in a uh, mission surrounded by Freak Show, and these Freak Show, the bosses have uh, the speakers. Mm-hmm. They're the big speaker boss, uh, right. speaker show bosses. Mm-hmm. So it's all Sonics in this mission, and radio is is uh, very tough, very tough, huh? Uh, difficult to solo. Um, That's a really cool twist having you defeat a contact that you had previous in previous levels in the game. Yes, if if you had radio as a previous contact, you get to go uh, fight and defeat your own contact. Wow! <laughs> and I believe there's a badge for that, and it's called Couch Potato. <laughs> <laughs> so defeating the radio yes. gives you the Couch Potato badge. Awesome. There's another uh, very interesting contact. In Granville, one I have not done yet, and and I I really want to. It's another unlockable contact, and the requirements for him are the tracer badge for defeating Sioux sorcerers, mm-hmm. the tank buster badge for defeating freak show bosses, the infiltrator badge for defeating. Paragon protectors, mm-hmm. possibly one or two other badges. Cool, but it, but he's he's tough to unlock because you require so many badges, especially the infiltrator badge, which is very difficult to get in City of Villains. In hmm. City of Heroes, you can have infiltrator by the time you're deep into Founders Falls and Brickstown. Mm-hmm. In Villains, it's it's very tough to get. There's only one area in the game where. Paragon protectors hang out, 
and and they're all like level fifty and above. Ouch. Uh, so you have to be on a on a well organized high level team to get enough of them to get the badge. And Viridian's story arc, I know a little bit about it. Uh, you end up having to fight. Almost every mission is an elite boss or arch-villain, depending on your group size. Uh, and they're all leaders of various villain groups, like uh, like like Tub C from from the Sioux. You fight him. Uh, what's the What's the freak show leader like? Like uh, starts with a D, DR something. It's like it's like one syllable starts with a DR. Anyway, you fight is it him. Drac? Drek, yes, thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. You fight. You have to. You have to go defeat Drek. You have to defeat the the three leaders of the council, which are Nosferatu, the woman who's the leader of the galaxies. Uh, anyway, the, the leaders, the Vandal. You have to defeat Vandal. So there. So in in his story arc, in Viridian's story arc, you have to defeat the leaders of all these villain groups that you've been fighting on on your way to Granville. And I would love to do his missions, but I can never get a group, a good enough group together to get the uh, Paragon Protector Badge. Oh. Um, so they need to have a special event where they can invite villains to on Hero Side like they do in Pocket D and stuff like that for you guys to get the red caps. They need to do some of Paragon Protectors then. <laughs> well, that would be nice. That would be nice. On occasion, you can find Paragon Protectors in various missions, but there's, all, there's only ever like one or two. And you'd have to farm the mission a hundred times, you know? Yeah. And nobody wants to do that. Do you find, so you did a really good breakdown of all the different zones in COV. Um, are there any zones, it didn't sound like there were any zones that you find to be annoying to travel through, kind of like Hollows currently is, which is mm-hmm. one of the changes they're making in I-12 to make it more user-friendly. Are there any, I mean, I know that there's some that go up another five levels, but you're already beating the street to get out of there. Are there any that you find really difficult to travel around? Or any content that you avoid because of difficulty? No, nothing like that. There's uh, there's a couple of zones that are rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sharkhead is a rough zone. Sharkhead, of course, was the one I said was, was level twenty to twenty five. Right. And and if and when you're there, you know twenty to twenty three, even the twenty five. Sharkhead can be rough to get around because it's. It's a very cluttered zone. Mm-hmm. It's it's a small zone and it's very cluttered, and um, around every corner are are guys that want to do you harm. Right. <laughs> Granville is a zone that's very rough. And that's the one that you said everything around is like level forty fives, and you're usually entering the zone as a forty. Yeah, you enter the zone as a forty, or or you should be uh, there as a forty. Um, simply to simply to get your patron story arc done before you're 41. Um, but yeah, everything there is like 43 and above. And uh, there's very, there's really only one safe avenue in Granville, and that's from the ferry to the Arbiter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, that's a, a, a corridor of safety, and, and it's very small, and beyond that, you really got to be on your toes with the, with your travel powers. Hmm. Until of course you hit level forty-five or so, then it becomes a lot safer. Right. Capa Diabla can be rough 
at the lower levels, at, at uh, 10 to 12, a lot of the initial areas you go to in Cap are full of uh, gold brickers, mm-hmm. and they take no prisoners with their with their sonic weapons. They'll they'll chew you up pretty quickly. Mm, every every zone has danger areas, right? Yeah. And I guess it's good that they've got fewer zones and that it, there's a linear progression through them because you don't really probably ever skip a zone like you do on City Heroes sometimes. Like Boomtown, yeah. I never go into. I never get missions there. I can count yeah. on one hand the number of missions that I've been sent to in Boomtown. Mm-hmm. And Hollows is really easy to skip for me anymore because Lord knows I'm not trying to get that Transcendence trial anymore like everybody else in the world <laughs> loves to. I'm like so over it. <laughs> but, um, you know, one of the things that I found in my forums trolling and reported on in a previous episode was, you know, people complain about the lack of zones and, of course, the EATs, which was is now no longer an issue since they've, you know, bumped it up from 13 to 12. But um, one of the, somebody actually asked, you know, are there plans for more zones in, in COV since it's such a huge disparity and the response that, and I can't remember who said it, maybe it was back alley brawler said that they didn't have any plans for that, that if anything, there would be more co-op zones. And the reason for that was because there are so many zones in COH side that are untouched. You can hardly ever find, anybody in those zones mm-hmm. so they're just sitting there empty most of the time so yeah, like city exactly and i think the one that they did specify was boomtown yeah um and then you know i think a lot of the other ones get touched on the hive nobody goes to it all unless they're right. doing a hamadon and nobody does hamadon with any consistency anymore yeah. Yeah. so i think i think that's an interesting direction to take it because why spend all that time in development and in designing it and making it all pretty and perfect and shiny and nobody goes there so i mean would that interest you because like you can go into rickety war zone now so that's a whole yes. new zone opened up to you you've got the abyss open to you now would another co-op zone be interesting to you or are you kind of sick of them putting us all in one zone because they don't want to give us individual dedicated zones? I think uh, less co-op zones better. I like pocket D and I like Rick D war zone and that should be it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this, uh, if this new uh, ancient Rome zone will be co-op or not. I hope not. It sure uh, sounds like, yeah, it will be. I think it is. <laughs> And I think that they're moving uh, the, you know, kind of the mythos, the background story arc more towards common enemy, like Grichty and... Yeah, you know, but that only goes for... I mean, I I know it's a staple in comic books, you know, that the the heroes and the villains, you know, at the beginning of the story fight each other and then they have to team up together to fight the, the greater enemy. Yeah, that's a staple in comic books, but but in an MMO like City of Heroes, City of Villains... It, it can be overdone real fast. And and I think, uh, well, you know, like I said, Rickty Warzone and, and, and the Pocket D stuff like uh, the, the, the Valentine's Day thing and, and the, and the winter event, that's it. That should be, that should be it. There's no, there's no need to have any more. Yeah. As far as more zones in, in city of villains, I wish there were one or two more islands, you know, something mid-level, Maybe a mid-level and then a slightly higher levels. Uh, you know, two more islands to give a little more variety. Because I I can run City of Villains from level one to level fifty and do every contact. 
mm-hmm. and almost and almost every storyline, and I know how to do them in order to get all the story badges. Right. And it, and it's and it's uh, it's just a routine. I'm running a routine. Um, but if there were, if there were say two more islands in the mid level, say from uh, uh, level twenty to forty, right? Then it would they would give it would give some extra variety. I, I think I think city villains needs a little more variety. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. not much, just a little more. Because I mean, <laughs> if they don't give you more, then you're going to tire of it. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I, and I don't want to see. 21 or 22 zones right. like like uh, heroes have because heroes is full of zones that are never touched. Right. Nobody nobody logs in a new tune and picks Galaxy City. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, you know what this little bonehead girl did is when I built my level <laughs> 50, my empathy defender for some reason and I think it was just because I didn't know better, I actually made her home city Galaxy City, which is fine. It's never been a problem for me. But when I was in Recluse Victory and I kept getting held, I you know, said, oh, well, let me go run and get some break freeze. Well, I didn't have any contacts in Atlas Park. I had to go to Galaxy City. <laughs> I can't even remember where I ended up going, but I had to go and get break freeze from another zone because I didn't have any contacts in Atlas, which was probably just some mistake that I made. I probably could have had one in Atlas Park, but didn't. And I was like, my God, what kind of an idiot move. I didn't even realize that Galaxy City wasn't my home city until that point. Right. So and, I will I never pick Galaxy City again. Or, yeah, I'll never pick Galaxy again. Ever, ever, ever. I, I did that once. I, I picked Galaxy City just for something different. Right, different contacts. And I logged in there, and there's very few people. And, and the first thing I found myself doing was going to Atlas Park. Yep. Yeah. Where, where everyone is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I, you know, it would be really cool. And and this is getting away from the subject of city of villains. I think they should blow up Galaxy City. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> just, and Boomtown. Like, Have it take out Boomtown too. Well, I mean, I mean, blow it up. <laughs> just like, just like, um, there was some uh, horrible event that turned uh, East Gate into the Hollows. Mm-hmm. And turned uh, Woodvale into Eden. Mm-hmm. They should should turn Galaxy City into some kind of hazard zone, right? Yeah. You know, maybe the Ricti come and just bomb the crap out of Galaxy City because there aren't you know, enough heroes to defend it. <laughs> Nobody's go. in the zone <laughs> to defend it. <laughs> Correct, and just turn it into like a, a mini war zone. Yeah, with 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 new contacts and new. Stories and content. Mm-hmm. Uh, relocate back alley brawler to Atlas Park. Yeah, because you know? we got to keep Bab safe. He cracks me <laughs> up. Um, <laughs> uh, stuff like that. Set set up a a temporary headquarters for Freedom Corps in Atlas Park because mm-hmm. it's because the building's been destroyed in Galaxy right. City. Yeah, that would that be interesting. That, that would be cool. Instead of you know because they because they took Fault Line and they cleaned it up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's take Galaxy City and blow it up. <laughs> Destroy Let's it. trash it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing I'd like to see, which again is not you know part of this uh, villain podcast, I would like to see a low level PvP zone. Mm-hmm. You know, something like level six through fifteen. Yeah. You know, and it would be cool because you could make like a like a a, a building somewhere. And and the villains enter the building from below, like like from a sewer system. Oh yeah. 
and and heroes come in from a helicopter on the roof mm-hmm. <laughs> and and the pvp zone the entire pvp zone would take place inside the building <laughs> and and cool. you could fight you could fight from floor to floor you know and and it would be cool it would be low level level 6 to 15 that's a really yeah, intriguing idea you because it. you could go in there before you're in your debt zone. You can exactly. go in and test out PvP without worrying about getting debt from yeah, surrounding mobs. Say, they could do it kind of like you could control a floor mm-hmm. and then everybody get buffs from that. Or oh, yeah, that's something. cool. That's really exactly. intriguing, Rich. Exactly. And, and, and travel powers would never be an issue because mm-hmm. you're inside of a building. Right. Sure. You know? And, and, and like, uh, like you just said, you could, you could capture floors. You know, and then yeah. if you've got this floor, you've got a bonus while you're on this floor. You That's know, cool. a low level PvP zone. Yeah, would be excellent. Yeah. So who, who do I call for that? Well, <laughs> actually, we have some listeners right there at NCSoft, so they'll probably hear it. Yeah. Oh, very good. Very good. We <laughs> see on the uh, the Roman area. It was actually part of the announcement: a level thirty-five to fifty zone, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the Midnight Squad. The, yeah, the Midnight Squad. Familiar threat in the ancient land, and the Midnighters need the help of both heroes and villains to stop it. Yeah, so it's so. co-op. Aren't there aren't there plaques or, or one of the history badges in City of Heroes that talks about the Midnight Squad? Yeah, they're saying that it's a part of the, um, the Paragon, the City of Heroes lore that's never actually been actualized in the game. That they were, they're bringing they were like that a, about. They were like a hero group in the 30s or something, or mm-hmm. the 20s or 30s. Yeah. They're like Mr. Men. Yeah. I think I think I remember one of the one of the history plaques or one of the uh, history badges. I don't remember about. that, but your memory is always better on the Lord than mine is, so I totally believe you. Well, you know, I'm a comic book geek. Yeah. <laughs> and what do you think about the power set proliferation? Have you read about that? Ooh, yeah, of course <laughs> I've read about that. I, and, and I absolutely, positively cannot wait. <laughs> Oh my gosh! You know, for the past several um, issues, issue uh, eight, nine, ten, eleven, mm-hmm. they they the, the focus of those issues have been more content, mm-hmm. which is okay, but there's already enough content, mm. really. And and I've and I kept I keep thinking, I hope the next issue has more gameplay features, right. more more bonuses, more. More character stuff, you know. I hear people on the forums, you know, asking for a, a an issue that's nothing but costume pieces. Right. right. You know? Yeah. How wonderful that would be. Yeah. Um, and and this issue seems to be low content. You know, they they got the ancient Rome thing. Right. But the rest of the issue is gameplay stuff. Right. You know, epic epic archetypes for villains. Uh, uh, UI improvements mm-hmm. like uh, filters on your contacts. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, how how long has that been due? Yeah. Please, Lord. Um, yeah, like I said, can you can you please add it to the, uh, badges? the badges? <laughs> yeah, power set proliferation. Wow, you know, ever since I started playing, you know, uh, remember when I made Medivac? Right. And Medivac is a is a defender, and he's uh, empathy. Electricity, mm-hmm. electric blast, whatever it's called. Yeah, and I liked Medivac, and I play Medivac, and he's what uh, 30, 31 or two now. That sounds right. And after I made Medivac, I came back to villains, and I thought I'm going to make an evil version 
of Medivac, a villain version of Medivac. Uh-huh. And I and I pulled out the Corruptor set, and and I was for sure Electric Blast was in the Corruptor set, mm-hmm. but it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I thought it was there, you know, and, but it but it's not there. So I I could never make Doctor Cardiac. <laughs> <laughs> And, and now with this power set proliferation, I, uh, my fingers are crossed, <laughs> my toes are crossed, I've got body parts that are crossed that shouldn't be crossed. <laughs> we'll call a doctor. And are you uh, are you camping the name? You know, we can we can hold we can put out the episode late if you want. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's already got that and, one held. And, and I'm and I'm just hoping and hoping and hoping that corruptors will get electric blast. Well, they've got 20 power sets. 20, the 20 existing power sets are going to be moved around. Uh, two of them are from the Brutes, although the Masterminds only get the one. They don't have the primary, but right. they, so they only get a secondary. But the Brutes, they couldn't decide. Where is that? Um, it was the, what is it, the Mace it was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, and the Axe. Sean, Sean uh, Fish's uh, interview or whatever, uh, Manticore. Yeah, he said, uh, he said they, they couldn't decide between... Axe or mace for brutes, so brutes are getting both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bab said that on the forums too. And 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 I hope, of course, I have like like any number of people that are on the forums, and most likely yourselves as well. Uh, you have different hopes of of who's getting what, and uh, I hope that the secondary set that brutes are getting will be the ice armor. Really? Yes, and I tell you what, I've got that tanker. Northman Fury, remember him? You know uh-huh. him? And he's Ice Armor Battle Axe Tanker. Uh-huh. If Brutes get Ice Armor, I'm going to be deleting him and remaking him as a Brute. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> as, as, a, uh, as a Battle Axe Ice Armor Brute. Yeah, the name makes more sense Valenside. Yes, Northman Fury. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited that Plant Control is coming over to Hero Side because that was, um, the I think the Corruptor that I made was... Plant, maybe plant, plant. The primary and secondary were both the plant. Yeah, it would be Dominator. Dominator, would be see, yeah, new. Plant, plant control slash thorn, thorny assault. Right, that sounds right. And I was like, oh, I'd love to see that on Hero Side. It's such an interesting power set. Yeah, it is cool. And uh, and they get that pet. They get that uh, Venus Flytrap pet at the higher what? end. <laughs> they get a pet? I didn't even get know a- that. Get a Venus flytrap. Cool. Want? It's very cool. It runs around and snaps its uh, uh, trap, and it's very cool. Very cool. So you didn't get a chance to listen to our special episode, did you? Cricket, cricket. The one that we we actually recorded last night and then posted it last night. And some of the stuff that I found, you mentioned one of them, but one of the things that we found out about the level up boost. Had you read anything more about that Ooh. beyond the announcements? No. Well, you know, upon reaching, getting the XP that, you know, you need to level up at all levels, you'll get one of each type of large inspiration immediately cast upon your character. Health and endurance bars are both immediately filled. And so one of the things that Posse said in a response to some thread questions was that um, once you level up, you are for approximately 45 seconds, you're awesome. You're just super powered. Cool. And if you happen to face plant, then you get a self res. Wow. And during that during that forty five seconds or whatever? Well, like if you're already down and then And some, you get the XP to level. Yeah. A team member. Oh takes, I see. I yeah, see. 
then you self res. Cool. Right. And then someone had actually asked, you know, well, what happens if you self res and your team is going down? You actually get a minute of um, debt protection, too. So you get 45 seconds of awesome. You get about a minute of debt protection because it's it's basically like it's from an inspiration. So there's all kinds. I mean, that just really thrilled me because there's nothing like I dinged and you're on the ground. And it's like, oh, right. uh, I was just wondering if it's going to be for all levels or if there's like like it only starts at level 10 and above or well he or said for like all on, levels like on a sewer team <laughs> yeah yeah it's just going to be all the all that leveling oh. it's going to be like awesome sewer team for like a half hour <laughs> that's yeah. true i hadn't thought of that yeah when we were talking about a uh, galaxy that was one of the things i was going to say is you know once people discover the sewers there yeah. is no point in going anywhere but Atlas because yeah. I don't even talk to the Atlas contacts anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, and with the with the uh, adjusted XP that they had in last issue, mm-hmm. uh, you can get from one to six or seven on a sewer team in a half hour. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks again, Rich, for coming and talking to us. You're welcome. <laughs> Why are you laughing? This is Rich. Yeah, I found the discussion fascinating and uh, lots of stuff and villains I never knew. I'm I'm glad you like it. I'm the uber over rich and bow down before me. Hey, have you looked at the forms yet? I look really yeah. cool with Ponch from Chips. Oh, yes. Oh, that's an awesome picture. Check out my coolness. <laughs> Weekendhero.com <laughs> <laughs> See, now I don't have to duplicate the uh, the ending from the last episode. Lord Recluse is my minion. <laughs> <laughs> Pwned. <laughs> WTFWTTD. Barr! Throws water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, probably enough inside jokes. Meet me in Nerva Avocado, our biter. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't talk like that at all. No. <laughs> I'm just not good at guy voices. That concludes this episode. As Viv had said, we will return next week with a feature. And still determining what that is, there's actually been some really good suggestions mm-hmm. on the forums. I created a new category or forum. I get the terms mixed up. Specifically for show topic suggestions. And then, of course, there's one for suggestions on the website and, you know, uh, things you want to see and stuff. Right. And then there's other topics of just talking. Yeah. Yeah. One to talk about the... Chilling with villains. (laughs) (laughs) One to discuss the episodes and, Mm. yeah, one to discuss everything else. So you should head on over to cohpodcast.com slash forums. That's where all the cool kids hang. That's right. And us, too. (laughs) (laughs) And there does seem to be some kind of a problem with the gallery. So hopefully you have been working nonstop with work work. And then this weekend has been running nonstop. And as soon as you get a spare moment, I know you're going to be working on that. Yeah, people haven't been able to post pictures. And it's unclear, and I haven't looked into it all. It's unclear yet to me whether it's the way it functions is confusing or if it's literally just not letting you Broken. do it. Yeah. But we thank you for your patience. Yeah. And so everything else on the site seems to be working well. Mm-hmm. And so that's just the forums are a new way to give feedback. Mm-hmm. If you have something that you want to share with everybody, chit-chat casual style, go into the forums. And we love. I am checking that thing all day long to see what people are posting. 
But if you have something that you want to share with the other listeners that don't go to the forums, then you want to call the comment line. You mm-hmm. want to leave the voicemail there. You want to put a comment on the website. Or shoot an email to us at cohpodcast and gmail.com. And of course, that voicemail line, since it changed, was 206-333-3206. Use it or lose it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I know, right? That's it for us this week. Bye, guys. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Happy hunting. This podcast, its hosts, and websites are not in any way affiliated with NCSoft, Cryptic Studios, or City of Heroes. All views expressed are solely of the hosts and their guests. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, share-alike license, which is explained in detail at cohpodcast.com. Good hunting, heroes.